Hey guys, it's Jason Webb. This is the show that highlights local business leaders and the movers and shakers of Minnesota. Welcome to Minnesota Made. All right, guys, I'm sitting here with Mike McGrath over at MG McGrath, and we are located in Maplewood, Minnesota. But you guys, man, you guys work all over the place. Uh, I looked at your website, and the projects that you guys have done in the past, it's amazing. It, it, it doesn't look like a building to me. It looks like, uh, I don't know, like we talked about earlier, like a work of art. And you guys are not run-of-the-mill at all. If, if somebody's got a difficult project to do, <laughs> call Mike, I guess. And uh, so, Mike, let's, I don't know, let's start uh, with the beginning. Um, let's talk a, a little bit about how the company got started. I believe it was your dad that started it. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, what year was that? 1985. 85. And uh, did it start right here in Maplewood? No, my dad started the company, um, mom and dad, more appropriately, started the company in 1985 with, you know, next to nothing and <clears throat> probably mortgaged most of what they had at the time. And uh, they, they first, our first shop was over off of Selby Avenue in St. Paul. It's okay. a small little building, a couple thousand square feet at most. Um, How did you get the idea? I mean... So my, my grandfather, his dad, um, was, a, was a sheet metal worker. He's a okay. union sheet metal worker. Um, so your dad was exposed to that through his dad. Absolutely, yeah. So okay. he, you know, I think after high school and, and so on, he started working for with his with his dad and, yeah. you know, sort of learned the business. Uh, he started out at some roofing contractors okay. as a roofing estimator and, um, yeah. you know, just, I think, saw the opportunity to start his own business. And, okay. you know, I think he, much like I am, is, is, you know, motivated to do a little bit more and be more than... <clears throat> Then you know maybe just what's set up for you, yeah. yeah. And you know I think he's got that entrepreneurial spirit just like I do, and yeah. I think he's certainly passed a lot of that on to me. Some, sure. Sometimes fortunately, sometimes probably unfortunately, but <laughs> um, you know, and, and I think he he's a risk taker yeah. at heart, and you know I, I feel like I kind of got a lot of that same characteristic from him or that trait, and um, you know it's really what you know what motivated him I think to start the business obviously and. He had certainly a vision for growth and right. for building a, a, a bigger business and a better business. I think more importantly, um, you know, seeing what he could do and seeing how he could progress the industry. I think 35 years ago, architectural sheet metal wasn't much more than coping and, you know, so top of wall parapet type of stuff and standing seam roofs. And mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot of glitz and glamour to, to sheet metal 35 years ago. Right, Not, nothing like it is now. No, it was definitely more just sort of a commodity type thing that was a necessity when you're completing a building. So right. as the industry's really advanced between materials and opportunities and just the way that metal's used, uh, I think he was definitely on the leading edge of that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some of the first bigger projects that he started to take on and, and some locally and some, some nationally <clears throat> were really progressive buildings and, you know, yeah. ideas and architecture and, and really unique uses of architectural metal and, and cladding. So one of the first first couple really that I think started uh, or really solidified the trajectory we were on was uh, he successfully 
you know, landed at Urbid and landed the Walker Art Museum in Minneapolis. Yeah, that's a big one, right? So it's a, basically a crinkled cube of silver metal. Yeah. And at the same time, um, we also were awarded the Denver Art Museum, which okay. was uh, completely covered in about 300,000 square foot of titanium. Wow. Which was a really unique use of a di totally different type of metal. I think the largest other application is the Guggenheim. Okay. Uh, overseas so just a really you know progressive type scope of work and I think I think that in itself along with some other buildings that some some people around the country have done a really sort of lit this industry on fire a little bit and shown people more creative ways to use metal than they yeah. ever really thought of so that I think you know he my dad had did such a great job of getting us there and had that vision I think to, to take that risk and that yeah. way people would have the appetite for that sort of risk because it you know frankly hadn't been done before um okay. yeah certainly not to that scale so what year was that that walker Art Center? 2003 okay 13. so and he started the business back in 85 yeah so he was kind of was he doing kind of the typical i don't know run-of-the-mill type work in this industry up until that point and then that one's kind of the flagship it took him off or was he always kind of pursuing the more difficult uh, unique jobs out there. Yeah, absolutely. It was always more progressive, unique okay. things. And, and you know, our business has sort of continually started to use different types of materials. So aluminum composites is one of the original ones, hmm. probably in the early 90s that started to become um, more widely used and we were at the front of that. And, you know, that takes different equipment, obviously hmm. a, a higher cost entry and those sorts of things and just a different skill set. So we were at the forefront of that and Right. And then as we started to get into some more unique uses of architectural metal, that also drove a need for more technology. Okay. It's very difficult to do some of that stuff without really a, a pretty robust technology platform. Yeah. So that, I think those couple fundamental things as well as just the culture of, you know, the family that, that he created here and, you know, so many long time employees in the shop and the field and right. in our office that have been with us for so many years. Yeah. You know, it's it's always been about the people, and we treat them that way, and uh, they're they're our family. You know, yeah. they're our work family for sure. And so I, I think those are the you know some of the major milestones or building blocks that that he really instilled in me to take a little bit further from there. Yeah, I know uh, the people the people that work here are really important, and it's a, a a big contributor to your success. It sounds like I mean it's right there on the wall. Great people, amazing results. It's all over the website. And we'll get to that here in a little bit to what separates you from, I guess, other companies like yours in the industry. But do you do you personally remember those early stages of the company? Absolutely. Like, yeah, I remember when I was, you know, six, seven years old on Saturdays going to the shop with my dad. And my grandfather was actually, uh, at the time, he, he was working and helping a little bit in the shop. Okay. And, you know, cool. I learned a lot of things from him as well. And, yeah, those were some of my funnest days. And uh, Saturday mornings getting to go to the to the office with my dad and yeah. get to touch and see the tools as a young kid, you know, running around and just yeah. some of the equipment and the tools. And uh, frankly, today my son's uh, 10, 11 years old and he, he's just as excited about it as I was at that time, nice. so it's pretty cool. You think he's going to follow dad's footsteps? He says he is. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Caution him a lot of days, but <laughs> today that's, the, that's what he would like to do, but yeah. you know, it's just cool to see that excitement. And uh, you are now the president of the company. That's correct. Right? Six, seven-year-old, uh, little Mike running around the shop or coming to the office with Dad, now, now running the company. What was the uh, 
progress, going through the ranks, getting to the point where you are now, not only, I guess, uh, company related, but if there's any pivotal points in your life that uh, solidify that maybe this is what you want to do for a living, or maybe you tried something else for a little while, uh, any, uh, any war stories along the way that you want to share? You know, I, I think, like you said, from six or seven years old on, I was, I was, I really enjoyed the idea of this, and mm. um, I, I think my brain is very analytical, and you know, I can approach things and see things maybe just in my head a little differently, and maybe how to make something or um, how to solve a problem, how to come up with a solution for something. Okay. Yeah. And and I think this business is is full of challenges and solutions and it, yeah. challenges and problems and issues and it's you know really about how we proactively think about those things and get in front of them and anticipate them and you know try to do something to impact the result or the outcome right and so um, for me you know I graduated high school and, and started working full-time right away in the field and started to run some work and out the field as a superintendent and started traveling around 2004 and to did a long, <clears throat> long haul of travel for for the company and and for our family business, and moved into a bunch of different states and and uh, ran some of the bigger work that we had, more progressive work at the time. So, I'd say that's probably one of the more pivotal things. I mean, I got a ton of ton of experience and yeah. um, firsthand knowledge of of the construction process. And you know, at that time, before we were really doing full facades that we routinely do today that that was very rare that we would do a full facade we were kind of the person the trade to come in at the end and mm-hmm. you know so we weren't necessarily exposed to the entire big construction product right. process like we are today and now we're you know we're one of the earliest awarded contractors out of all the trades we're a really critical trade we're involved uh, in the planning of the entire project now so some of the sports facilities that we do um, you know, we've done 16 or 17 major sports facilities around the country now and locally. We're just, you know, we're a really important part of the total delivery of that project, the planning of the project. You know, if we're doing the whole enclosure, we're the critical path of that project and, and right. really important to the success. So that experience out of town, being able to really see that, everything from the, you know, the hole getting dug to yeah. the last piece of whatever getting put in, inside, um, just give, gave me a, a different appreciation for construction and, and the, what it takes to plan and execute yeah. at a high level. Did you enjoy that time on the road or was it uh, Oh, I enjoyed, kind of, I enjoyed yeah. most of it. I mean, <laughs> when you travel, it's usually a lot of long hours and, yeah. you know, you're doing, uh, you're doing a lot more work um, than you, you would be if you weren't gone. I mean, that's kind of your life when you're, when you're on the road. So yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad I don't have to do it all the time anymore. Right. But still travel a lot. Uh, prior to COVID, I was still traveling almost a quarter million miles a year wow. around the country yeah. to our different project sites, whether it's helping with the operation side of the business or helping with the sales side or okay. everything in between. And how long have you been in your current position as president of the company? Uh, since 2011, so about 10 years. Wow, quite a while. Yep. You look so young. You must take good care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Some days. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so current day, uh, what, what are some of the more, um, some of your more, f- your favorite projects that you've, you've worked on or completed that you're m- most proud of that some of the listeners might recognize? 
Uh, there's, there's, there's quite a few, but uh, certainly the Denver Art Museum was one of the, the projects that will always be with me for a long time. Um, you know, I lived there for a couple of years doing that project. And wow. So was, one project might take a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So that was really, that one sticks out to me, but, um, you know, TCF Bank Stadium at the University of Minnesota uh, was a fun one, the Walker Art Museum. We just finished the U.S. Olympic Museum in Colorado Springs. Yeah, that I seen that one, fun one. one. That was pretty impressive. Um, we did a, a project uh, at Florida Polytech in Lakeland, Florida. That was one that was again probably three years in the making. Mm. Um, it's a uh, there's there's a kinetic parts that move. Um, the exterior of the building moves. Yeah, there's a, a shade structure that actually opens and closes with the sun. Um, a bunch of pergolas that uh can i get one of those in my house yeah <laughs> yeah they're <Yeah>. cheap <laughs> um can't get that on an art yeah so. that's right <laughs> so <laughs> there's you know there's a ton of them and and everything in between i think you know each one of them uh, is pretty personal yeah to to not only me but the rest of our team and we all get really invested in in our work and and in the projects that we're 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 part of. I mean, it's it, it's definitely a personal thing for us. Mm, nice. Um, so you do both metal work and glass are kind of the two the main materials that you work with, right? Yep. And is it mostly exterior, or do you do a lot of interior stuff too? We've we do a lot of exterior. Um, we've seen a, a demand for a lot more interior, different custom components. We have our own uh, line of sort of standard patina finishes on different metal. Okay. Everything uh, from brass, bronze, uh, steel, copper, galvanized, aluminum, all sorts of different uh, substrates that we can put it on and we can make just about any sort of visual patterning, um, colors, hues, tones, textures. Um, that, that's been a huge part of our business the last five, six, seven years when as mm. we've really invested um, heavily into that side of the business. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of a, a intersection of art and science. Right. Some of the ways we do that. And we're just seeing a lot of unique uses of that sort of application, whether it's a fireplace on a residential home or, um, you know, the inside of the U.S. Bank Stadium, Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings grill is all clad in custom, hmm. custom patina metal that we did. You guys are all over the place. A lot, yeah. yeah. A, a lot of this. <laughs> um, now, I know you do mostly commercial, uh, but you did mention, I don't know if, if you're able to talk about it at all, you did do a, a rather large residential place. I think it was in Florida? Uh, it was in Palm Springs, California. Palm yeah. Springs, California. Yeah. And, and what, were, what, were, what were the numbers on that? The size of the house? No, the price that, of the house, the well, size of the house? It's about a $100 million house and um, you know, 50 plus thousand square feet. I was there for about a year, mm. just doing our part of the work. Um, is it Trump's house? No, it's not Trump's oh. house. <laughs> but the house had uh, 53 different copper roofs on it. 53 yeah. different copper roofs. Yeah, and it had um, almost a linear mile of this gold titanium for fascia. So, And then a bunch of interior <laughs> components from their fireplaces to... Uh, custom titanium floor we made underneath a walkthrough shark tank. What? Um, yeah, their their dining room tables. You know, twenty three foot long stainless steel table that we made, and 
just wow. all sorts of really unique applications of you know the type of work that we do. Did you get to work on that one? Though? Yeah, I worked. Yeah. I was there for almost a year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool, man. Uh, I don't know. So, where, where's the where's the company headed? What what direction? I mean, you guys have grown from 1985, probably just a few employees to. Am I able to say how many employees? Yeah, are? right around 350. That's some growth, man. So. What's next? I mean, uh, take over the world or? <laughs> uh, no, that's that. <laughs> um, f for us, we're really just focusing on, on getting better as a company all the time, um, more efficient. We really, you know, tend to kick around our processes and procedures a lot. And, you know, are we doing things the best way? How could we enhance those things? How can we deliver, you know, the same amount of work? more efficiently, mm -hmm. more safely, mm -hmm. in a more quality manner. Um, so it's, it's really about betterment. I don't, we don't have a desire to really grow yeah. a, a lot from where we are today. Or get into concrete or anything? No, I no. think we're good in, right. the, in the lane that we're swimming in and um, just trying to coach our people up, you know, support yeah. them. It, it's nothing brings me more pleasure and pride in life and just seeing our people really excel and yeah. um, you know grow professionally and personally and tackle excuse me the next challenge um, is that why you think you guys grown so so much and done so well over the years is because of the importance that you place on the people that work here and uh, making sure that their needs are met or training and you guys provide a super safe workplace and that type of thing is that is that what you contribute most of your success to yeah for in my opinion, it's all about the culture that we've created and maintained. Um, you know, I think we just won the Star Tribune's top workplaces for our tenth year in a row, and nice. you know, on all awards we win every year, that's the one that certainly brings me the most pride. Mm -hmm. um, and I think our people—it's just—it's very rewarding to see that culture continue to get better. Um, and to me, if we have that in place, there's not much that we can't do because this business is absolutely filled with challenges and. You know, like I said earlier to you, just a lot of long days and a lot of short nights at times. So when you're doing it together with the people you really care about and, you know, everybody's really motivated and pulling the same direction, then there's not much that we can't do. And I think that's what gives me, um, you know, in my role in the business, the confidence to go out there and, you know, sell the next project and say we can, you know, do the next project when it's very progressive, hasn't been done before, maybe not exactly. And. You know, I know that I've just got an amazing team of people behind me that are going to go execute it because it's not, at the end of the day, it's not going to be me. It, you know, I'm going to help out and assist and try to plan and put the right people in place and the right tools in place. But, you know, I, I can't do much of anything without all those, those men and women that are part of our team. So mm -hmm. it's really about having the confidence to be able to go say, yep, we can do that. Mm -hmm. McGrath can do that um, and know that I can come back to the office and we can sit down and put our heads together and solve just about any problem. Right. Or challenge. Right. Well, besides leading, being the man that lead 350 people, uh, what do you do in the spare time? Just curious. What do you, what do you got? You got like, you like to golf or you got hobbies that you like to do? I do golf, uh, yeah. some, but I, I got, I've got three kids and. Oh, you do? Yep. And uh, I coach. One's 11? Uh, I got a 12 year old, 11 year old, and a seven year old. You see, coach what? Coach hockey. Yeah, me son. too. Yeah. Yeah. 
I got two boys that play for uh, Buffalo. Okay, yeah, we yeah. coach. We plays, my son plays in Stillwater, and I coach. Uh, we play AAA hockey for Pro Hybrid. And okay. So I help coach that and uh, baseball, and my daughter's in dance and gymnastics and everything else. And Busy with sports. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you play hockey growing up? I played hockey, baseball, all that stuff. Yeah, football. Okay. Okay. I didn't play hockey, and I'm trying to coach. <laughs> <laughs> my boys are young, so yeah. it's just. Uh, I'm still hanging in there. They've already passed me as far as their abilities. Their abilities. Oh, yeah, they're seven and eights, and they, I don't know, they look like uh, they were born on their skates. It's crazy how good they are. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, they play AAA too. Uh, their team is called Majors. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to see the kids excel and yeah. they do learn things quick. that, yeah, yeah. they learn really quick today. You still skate at all? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, if I have a, a second home that's, you know, a hundred million dollars that I want to stick some money into, <laughs> or, or I want to build an art museum yep. and we're, we're the people for make, it, make it beautiful, what's the best way to get a hold of you guys? Uh, it's certainly our website. It's just a general info okay. uh, request. Uh, there's our, our office numbers on there as well. And okay. Email office. Uh, give us a call. All right, Mike, I appreciate your time. And again, it's uh, Mike McGrath, and the business name is MG McGrath. Easy enough, right? Yeah, that's All right. right. All right, thanks, Mike. Yeah, thank appreciate you. It.